Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Luke chapter 6. Let's begin in verse 37. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Uh, There's a beautiful continuity between these verses. And in Matthew's rendering of the same text, there's a little bit more detail given. Luke gives more of a a flyover view here. Uh, The term, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven, is a call against hypocrisy. We can see in the biblical text that the standard that we use to judge others will be used on us. The measure you use will be measured back to you. Do you see that in verse 38? And so this is not something that says we absolutely abdicate all judgment. This is like the this is like culture's favorite verse right here, but it's totally removed <laughs> from what follows. Uh, we, it's not that we completely cast away absolutely all judgment. In fact, what's going to come next is a really humorous example about the speck versus the plank. Look, you will actually be able to remove the speck from your brother's eye. First, just take the plank out of your own eye. The standard that you use, the measure that you use will be used against you. So if you're going to call people out for a certain sin, make absolutely sure you don't struggle with that sin yourself. Get your own act together and then call people to repent from their sin. So it's not a call to completely cast away absolutely all judgment. If you don't judge, you will not be judged. You don't condemn, you won't be condemned. If you forgive, you will be forgiven. These two always go hand in hand. Have you noticed that? They're inextricably linked. I'm writing a book right now on prayer for Lifeway. And this is elemental to it. Forgive and you will be forgiven. This is Matthew 18. This is the Lord's Prayer. This is fundamental, and it's often forgotten. When we look at others who are stuck in sin, the first thing we do is we check our own hearts. We don't cast aspersions upon them. We don't condescend, and we certainly don't come after somebody who's struggling with the thing that we're struggling with because we've got a plank in our eye, and we're trying to remove a speck from our brother's eye. No. If you look at someone in their sin and you think of them condescendingly and legalistically, then guess what? That's the standard that you'll be held to by God. That's the standard that you'll be held to, the one that you hold others to. Forgive and you will be forgiven. If you lack forgiveness, you will not be forgiven yourself. You are the unforgiving servant who has been pardoned a tremendous debt, but has gone after somebody else for a small debt. It also flows into generosity. Like, I love how seamlessly this, this thought is introduced. Even though I think that the measure you use will be measured back to you, I feel like that, that flows perfectly from the content of verse 37 and, and sets us up for, for what comes next about this, the speck and the plank. But I think that it also speaks about generosity, and it even evokes an image from the book of Ruth. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, 
pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. It's about generosity and receiving back as much as you give. This is a promised blessing from God. Look at our series, Into the Fray, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It's an incredible passage about giving, giving financially and giving generously, and then receiving blessings from God because you do it. You give whatever's on your heart to give. It was uh, required by law like to, to tithe, to give 10% of your income. And that was the Old Testament. Today, in the New Testament, we give whatever God lays on our hearts. Tithing is a great place to start. If you don't have any clear conviction from the Holy Spirit on what it should be that you give, 10% is a great place to start. But as you give, the Lord is going to bless you. The Lord is going to bless you. Wow. I mean, like God opens the, the floodgates for his people. And the image of a good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over, being poured into your lap, this is straight out of Ruth. Okay, we're currently in, uh, in the Gospel of Luke, and I don't know where any of my Ruth books went. I think I just had, I took some of them to an author fair recently, so I'll have to find some. But we have a series on Ruth. Ruth would come home to her mother-in-law, Naomi, with just such a measure of, of barley. And the, the strategy was to wear this like long robe and then lift up you know, from the front around your ankles. And what you would produce then is just this big vessel, this big basket that would kind of wrap around you. And so this is a good measure that has been pressed down. So there's less air in it and it's shaken together so that you're not just carrying around air, you're carrying around like pure grain and it's running over. It overflows. As you give, it will be given to you. And if you give generously, you'll receive back from the Lord even more so the measure you use will be measured back to you, all right? If you, if you are cheap and if you don't invest much, you don't risk much, well, guess what? You're not gonna receive as much. But if you risk much, if you give much, you will receive much because the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Ruth came home to Naomi and Naomi was overwhelmed at the generosity that had been shown to her. And that came from Boaz, Ruth's future husband. It is a beautiful image of the grace that God shows us that overflows a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, poured right into your lap. Give and give generously because the measure that you use will be measured back to you. That applies both to generosity and to forgiveness, but also to good judgment. If you are heavily condemning of other people who struggle with a sin that you struggle with, watch out. You have put yourself in the crosshairs of tomorrow's devotion, and it is genuinely hilarious imagery, but it is really convicting and very often misunderstood. We are looking now at one of the most commonly misunderstood concepts in all the Bible. We'll talk more about what it actually means when Jesus says, do not judge. I'll see you tomorrow.